Okay, we're live. Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to the third rail. We are at the third rail. We'd like to thank our last guest who came here yesterday, and we appreciate him for coming. But today we have a special guest. My guest today is Mr. Abdul Mubariz, a successful businessman and a pioneer in the Yemeni community in New York City, a co-founder of a Yemeni-American Merchant Association. Uh, and he's been a pillar of the community and organizing the community. And I want to spotlight the, 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 the success of immigrants to the United States. And as they go back to my community and, and ask them questions and have interview because we want to know what they think. And welcome uh, to the show, Mr. Mbaris. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. First of all, thank you for inviting me for your great show over here. <laughs> and I appreciate the speaking to you and letting everybody knows who is Mr. Mubariz. Yes, thank you. The first question I ask my guests is very simple. I want to ask, who is Mr. Abdul, Mub Abdul Mubariz as a human being, as a person? Who, who is he? I mean, well, who, who, Abdul Mubariz is a Yemeni-American that came from uh, the small village yeah. uh, in the uh, Republic of Yemen. And yeah. now I live in New York. Right. And uh, I'm a businessman. I do my own business, and I also serve the Yemeni community. That's great. Okay, how, how old were you when you came to the United States? Or what year did you come? Well, I came to the U.S. Uh, in 1974, and when I was very young, I was only 11 years old. Right. And uh, when I came, I came with my father to uh, Michigan, you know, exactly in Detroit, Michigan, in the city of Hamtramck. This is where most of Yemenis used to come and immigrate during the 70s and work in the uh, car factories. Right. Uh, as a person who came from a small village in Yemen, you know, we grew up in mountainous in the mountain region. Were you shocked by the new country, by the, the new, I mean, when you came to the United States? Because I was scared of escalators, you know, those things that move, the stairs, uh, when I came to the United States. Were you shocked by the culture or by the, 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 the trains, the things? It's a different life, I mean. Well, as uh, like you said, you know, we came from a small village in a small town in the uh, the mountains of Yemen. Right. But obviously, I wasn't really shocked because uh, I had a lot of information of what America is all about. Right. And the main thing that when I came to this country, my dad told me this is the country that you're going to live in in the future, and and this is a country you should always look into for better life. Right. So I wasn't really shocked at all, you know, and uh, uh, when I came to this country, the only thing that shocked me was, you know, when uh, we took a flight from uh, from uh, Yemen right. and uh, the flight that came in from Yemen, it came in from the city of Taz. Right. And the only way that we used to get, you know, through uh, out of Yemen, we used to fly to Djibouti, where right now a lot of Yemenis are going there. And and, and and they get their U.S. visas from Djibouti. And this is where we used to fly and then come to the U.S. How, how was the landish barrier? You didn't speak any English. How did you function uh, in school? Uh, you're 11 years old. I mean, how well, did obviously, you... like anyone that comes uh, into this great land, yeah, um, you know, you're always going to have a problem. And one of the only problems that I had is when I was in school and you know, most of the kids used to pick on me because I didn't speak the language. <laughs> this is one of the uh, obstacles that I got when I came to this country. Right. I mean, um, how long did you study in school? How did how long did you stay? Did you stay a long time? Or 
Yes, uh, you know, I went to uh, to school in uh, like in Michigan. I still remember my teacher's name. Her, her name is Miss Markowski. That's the first teacher that I have in the United States of America. Yeah. And then obviously after you know about a year and a half, you know, we moved to New York. Me and my dad, uh, you know, got laid off. I mean, my dad got laid off from the um, from the the car factory, which is Ford Motor Company. Right. During that time, that a lot of Yemenis, uh, you know, got laid off uh, in the seventies. So he decided to uh, to move to New York and and try to make it in New York City. And the first the first uh, place that we got into New York was Bedford Stuyvesant in Brooklyn. That's <laughs> where we came in and we lived with uh, you know some of our friends. I think, right. from what I remember, some of your family members used to have a store around that area. Yes, yeah. during the seventies, and uh, that's basically where we lived, and we started our, you know, life in New York City from that place. Right. I mean, uh, when you started working, you started working, I guess, in stores. I mean, uh, was it a hardship? How many hours did you work? I mean, well, like I said, I, I came in as a young, uh, eleven years old, and, and yeah. I went to school, and uh, I didn't think I started working in stores and uh, in, in, in a store. Only after I, um, you know, I used to learn, you know, how right. to do some sales when I come back from school. But uh, officially, I didn't work uh, in a store only after I came back from Yemen, after I got married. Well, uh, good. So um, when did you first uh, started your business career or started looking for businesses? I mean, what age? Uh, Which age? That's a good question, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think my dad came to New York City in 19 uh, at the end of the 74 and then and um, you know I uh, I went back to Yemen in 77 which I got married I came back in 1978 and I worked at my dad's store but I was an entrepreneurial guy and I said to him that you know, I can't stay in this store because you don't own a, a good percentage in this place. So we should look for another place. Right. And we bought our first store. My my first initial store and in business that I opened was in Eighth Avenue, New York City. You know, close to Times Square was in 1981. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember. I mean, I heard about it. I mean, I was still like a, a kid. Um, so I mean, uh. How was your language barrier in running a business in a new country? I mean, well, you came young, so you took the language right away, I guess, right? Uh, right, right. That's basically true. Yeah. So you, you had a feeling, but how was the culture back then? America was a different country in those days. I mean, it's not like now, right? Like I said, I mean, yeah. Uh, when we came back, when I came to New York City and Bed Stuy, uh, it was really tough. It was a, a harsh neighborhood during that time. Right. But uh, we obviously, you know, got along with the people around the neighborhood. And, um, you know, my dad used to uh, be very friendly because he was uh, looking, you know, to get more customers in his business. Yeah. But if uh, when I moved into uh, to uh, Manhattan, which is 8th Avenue, 8th Avenue in Times Square area was a different place in New York City during the 80s. It was something different that you cannot imagine. I'm sure that the only way to find out how Times Square during that time is to watch a movie in the 80s in Times Square, but right, you know, because it changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. We used to go watch karate movies in Times Square, like all these people in the 80s, like 87, 88. Okay, um, 
So as you moved on in the business world, uh, I think you started uh, um, serving the community. He was, uh, I think, the president of the Yemeni Association uh, uh, at that time, or was it later? Um, so after I opened my store, you know, yeah. I had to go back, you know, overseas and, um, yeah, you know, and 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 uh, you know, stay with my family because I got married there, and uh, but I think. You know, I, uh, you know, the family got into a certain um, situation in Yemen, which yeah. in, in Yemen, you know, the, during the uh, rebellions during that time when uh, in the 80s in Yemen. And uh, obviously uh, I had to stay, you know, take care of my family there. Yeah. It took me, I think, about three and a half years until I came back in 85. Yeah. Which everything was changing in New York City and... Um, I said to myself, I need uh, to build myself better. Yeah. And uh, I and I also had um, you know that business that I bought in, in you know close to Times Square. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's an area where you learn a lot from because you're obviously dealing with all kind of people in that area. You know because yeah. you get all the tourists, you get all the uh, locals, you get all the theater actors, and you get almost everything in Times Square. Right. Uh, I decided to, uh, you know, to move on and open different businesses, which I did. Right. right. Uh, and especially after I brought my family from Yemen, my wife and my kids. So that's when I started actually working and trying to, uh, to you know, to improve my life and, and, and build, the, you know, the business better and, and further better. And that was actually my work. And what I was looking for is to expand and have as many stores as I can. Yeah, I was, and I was very successful. You know, thanks to God, you know that I was very successful during that time. You had, you had some store on Wall Street, right? I think so, or no, or, or, or no, right? No, no, no. All, oh. all my businesses were located around Times Square area, which is in Seventh <laughs> Avenue, Eighth Avenue, right, 6th right, right, Avenue and Forty Second Street during that time. That's where I think I build my future from is from that area, yes. Right. So then you, uh, okay, before we get, you moved on to a better businesses. I think right now you are successful in the, uh, if you don't mind, you want me to say it? I mean, in the ATM business and. Yes, yes, yes. Obviously, you know, I. Uh, okay with you. I mean, if we eventually. It's, yeah, yeah. it's fine. I mean, it's fine. There's nothing, you know, uh, wrong. <laughs> you know, I. Uh, uh, it, it's something that basically, you know, like anyone wants to do something different and, and better and uh, yeah. and uh, working on small stores and having the stress of all the employees and the headache of the, yeah. you know, different obstacles that you face in a small business. Um, uh, uh, I decided, you know, one person came in and tried to put an ATM in one of my stores yeah. and I looked at it as something that it's, it could be not just running 15 stores or 10 stores. I could, right. you know, move on to uh, a thousand stores or maybe more. And and the idea of the ATM is what really amazed me about it during that time when I was doing the businesses. Where <coughs> you basically, uh, you know, make money while you're at home. And that's how I decided to move in, into the ATM business during that time. What year was that? Do you remember? I mean, nineteen uh, ninety-eight. That's when I started, uh, you know, doing. The oh, ATM. okay. Wow. Because I remember one time I visited you. you. Used to have an office, I think, in Astoria, Queens. 
I don't know, we needed some paperwork at that time. He was the president of the Yemeni Association. And, and I was looking at these machines. You know, I used to think only banks had him. They was fixing him in your warehouse and everything. I was like, wow, what is this guy? This guy is ahead of his time. You know, I was young, though, you know, at that time. This is, I'm talking about 2001 or 2002, you know. And, right. right. So you found out it was successful and you created. Now I think you're, you're, you process and you do a lot more than that and, and everything. Well, even though that, you know, I used to do my own business and I still kept my businesses, which is the one that I started from. And yeah. I still I still have the same store that I started my ATM business as of today. So I didn't just move on and, and, and left it alone. Right. But right. Uh, I also served the community. You know, I was the uh, president of the Armenian American Association right. uh, in 1991. I served for two years and then I decided to move on and to improve my uh business yeah. uh business uh, business in the city and uh that's where that's when when you came in during that time yeah i think after 2000 i was also the president of the uh, yemeni americans uh, association right. and and part of you know my business i i i i needed to be active in the community and part of the our community and be involved and try to help them how to improve and and to be, and to be entrepreneurial in this great city of New York, right? So there's a lot of opportunity, but the Yemeni community at that time was a, a small. It was disorganized. They didn't know anything about organization. Did you have an idea that they will grow and be organized like they are today, and the success that you had? Because I want to get to the other things you have done. But how did you with the Yemeni community from then until now? It's a big difference, I think. Well, I I mean. The Yemeni community always, I got you. Got, I got to say this, they're very hardworking people. Right. And one of the things that they have, you know, it's a natural thing that comes in them, they're entrepreneurial. Right. They, yeah. come, they come to this, uh, to, they came to the U.S. And for one reason, the one reason is to help themselves and also help uh, their family overseas. Right. But uh, during the time, you know, and I got to say this, yeah. The Yemeni community is the only community during that time where they, where they used, each person used to borrow money from his friend, right. which is different right now, and try to help him build another business right, during right. The, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I can't say this today because today oh. it's a little different, but uh, <laughs> from my experience, they were very helpful to each other to build themselves and, 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 to, uh, and to improve the, their lifestyle and the city they live in. Yeah, but I, I have seen the. Yeah, um, I know you founded uh, the Yemeni American uh, Merchant Association about four years ago, right? I think so, around there. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. and this organization when it first started, I said, "Oh, I saw something good is going to come out of it because I'm, I've been following you from far away." Then I saw it just jump into the political arena, uh, organizing classes, civic classes, uh, 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 having a meeting with community leadership, and. and and I think that's a great success. I mean, what gave you the idea to start that organization? Well, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you. You know, during the time yeah. that when uh, Donald Trump and, and, and created this Muslim ban, right. you know, uh, and he also banned the Yemenis from uh, coming to the U.S., you know, right. after he became a president, this is something that 
that uh, struck a lot of Yemenis, a lot of Yemeni Americans that are good citizens in this country, yeah. and they pay their taxes, do what do they have to do, you know, yeah. to, to to serve this uh, you know great city of New York and also all over the country. Uh, we basically started, you know, uh, the protests that started, you know, where a lot of you know, good citizens of New York, they came out to the airport and uh, they demonstrated. Right. Right. So me and a group of Yemeni Americans and uh, and they're, uh, you know, that, that that basically love to serve the uh, the community. I can't say it, it's myself, but there is a group of Yemeni got together yeah. and one of the uh, leaders during that time, and I have to be, yeah. you know, uh, very honest about it. I think Zaid Nagy, Zaid Nagy was one of the person who thought of an idea that we should actually yeah. close the stores, this businesses that we that Yemeni communities are are in every part of the city. We should close them and actually go protest in in Brooklyn. And he thought about this. And uh, besides Zaid Nagy, also we have Dr. Dabi Al Muntasir, which is a great asset for our community. Yes. She basically, you know, loves her, you know, community, loves her people, loves her city, loves her, loves her country. Right. What, what, what she said, you know, that what, what came out of, you know, the Muslim ban is something that she can't stay quiet. She need to get involved, and and also stand by her community. And there are some other people that came in. So we called in, uh, you know, for a, a protest, right. uh, you know, in, in, in New York City. And uh, we uh, decided just to call on the stores yeah. and to tell them that they should close the stores and come to the protest. Right. Protests and to basically let the world understand that the Yemeni community here in New York they yeah. exist. Right. They are good taxpayers. They are good Americans, right. and they can't just hear from what Donald Trump did to the community by banning them and banning their families from coming right. to America. And um, we went to, to demonstrate, and, and and the Yemeni community basically came out. Yes. But I also, also want to you know let people understand that Eric Adam right now he's the New York City mayor. Yeah. He, uh, you know, uh, W. Al Muntasar have, uh, you know, uh, contacted him, and he was one of the first ones said, "Yes, I'm going to allow you to come next to Borough Hall, and right. that that park over there, you could use it to show your cause in front of the people, uh, right. you know, what you're fighting for." And this is one thing that I have to admit about that. Yeah. Uh, the Yemeni people came out, they demonstrated, they made people understand what they're looking for. They made, uh, uh, you know, the world understand that we are here to exist. New York City is our beloved city. The right. U.S. is our beloved country. Right. Not, in, I mean, and, and, and America stands for justice for all. And we're just going to call the people. We believe in this country, and we want justice for all. You can't ban us from bringing our families to this great country, country of immigrants, country that most of the people came from different places of the world. So why do you ban us as Yemeni Americans? And uh, thanks God, you know, a lot of people saw it. You know, thousands of people came out. 
And if I could remember, it was one of the coldest days in New York City. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I think it was almost like two or three degrees during that time. And I, I think Yemeni people came out. I think that moment was a, a viral moment when the Yemeni community became alive and realized that they, they have power if they collectively come together and, and work together as one body, as a community, because other communities and other leadership so. I think it was like the thousands of the people they came. I think it was a borough hall, right? Atlantic Avenue or someplace uh, by, by the courthouses right over there. Right. And, investigators in the, instead of, I mean, the front of City Hall of Brooklyn. Yeah. So when they saw that, they said, oh, listen, there's a community here. It's alive uh, and it's fighting for its right. And, and it was a vital moment. So that gave you the 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 the, the base to start the community. You said, listen, I have, we have to do something more for these merchants and for these people. I guess that is well, like I said, you know, we, uh, you know, the, the group that created, you know, that started that uh, protest decided yeah. that, you know, we should have an organization right. that basically, you know, look for our rights, right. you know, better than just, you know, doing it individually. Because at that time, most of the work done by individual people, and we decided, we said that we should create this organization that will help. The people, you know, the 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 merchants of New York City, they're the one who basically showed every every person that we are here in New York exists. And one of the things that they did is a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, commu- I mean, the, the people from different areas, you know, they usually go to the convenience stores in the corner and they found that it was closed. And th- that showed that, that, that brought a strong message that people are closing. There has to be something yeah. done about this that these are part of our community they are serving us and uh, we decided to basically create an organization under the name of the merchant which will serve the merchants and their family members also okay if you don't mind me asking uh who, who started the, did you guys fund it uh, uh, from your personal uh, how, how was it funded if you don't mind me asking when it first began because I mean, well, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of uh, you know a lot of money to to finance it, to pay rent, to pay work. It's organized, almost organized like a business-like uh, entity, you know. Well, I mean, like I said to you, I, I mean, the Yemeni American Merchants uh, Association is a nonprofit organization, right? And basically, when you start, when you when we started the uh, uh, organization. We basically decided to, you know, to put together some of the uh, money to, to fund this organization. The, the creators of this organization, they're the one who basically started it, which I, you know, I have the, the honor to say I was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Naji also, Sister Dabiel Muntasar, Naji Al-Muntasar, right. these are the people that came in with certain kind of funds and, and we put it on an account and we said that, we're we're gonna create this organization that will help the Yemeni community to thrive and 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 basically help their businesses uh, and, and help their family members during these crises. And uh, I think we we basically you know worked hard on on establishing it. It took us about two years until we started to get funding from other sources. But most of the funding for the first two years, I think uh, it's. Um, it's the uh, people who, you know, the, the board of directors of the organization. Yeah. And I can't forget somebody that uh, 
that uh, uh, that basically you know gave a lot for for, for the uh, Yemeni American Association. Yeah, uh, his name is Saleh Hassan Darhan. He's yeah, Yemeni uh, American businessman, but he's the kind of person that he like he doesn't like to you know to show himself a lot. But he donated a lot of money to this organization. Right. As 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 all the uh, you know the uh, board of directors did, but he was like uh, a, you know one of the biggest uh, funders for the organization. So I mean, the, uh, when I saw the uh, the organization is starting to bear fruit. Now you have classes like civil classes, like uh, how to uh, uh, you bring uh, experts about leasing uh, businesses, and sometimes you advocate like uh, the murder of the Yemeni uh, merchants. You have organized uh, protests. I see this organization as very important. It's like a, 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 the blood, a very vital. It's like the heart of the community right now. Well, like I said, I mean, it, it serves the merchant and also the family members. We do have classes, you know, to, uh, you know, to help uh, Yemeni Americans for uh, to, to study English and, yeah. uh, you know, as a second language, also citizenship classes that they, they get. And, and you have to be amazed, you know, there is about 400, yeah, Yemeni American women that are you know benefiting from these um, yeah. uh, classes that we have. I, obviously, because of the Corona, we have it online, right. and this is what made it very, uh, I mean, accessible to a lot of Yemeni American, uh, yeah, men and women that basically can speak English. They get a, you know, they go into the uh, online yeah. and also learn how to become a, you know, an American citizen. Right, but yeah. I try to speak the language, and a lot of people don't know that we have we have that many people in there, uh, and that's part of the services we do. We also have a service of um, of uh, you know helping uh, immigrants immigration uh, cases. We have a lawyer in the office that helps uh, the Yemeni American um, uh, the Yemeni American family members of the merchants that uh, having a hard time. Uh, you know, coming to to the U.S. Uh, to the U.S. with their immigration starters, we uh, show them what to do. We fill the applications. We advocate for them, and uh, we have about four or five hundred cases on these kind of stuff that we we help the community. But like I said, even though it's a merchant association, yeah. but we also help the Yemeni community for uh, yeah. you know forever, uh, whatever they need. Uh, based on what we deliver, what, what we have, what programs we have, we could deliver to them. We'll give it to them. It's not. I, I, are you proud of the Yemeni community? Because every time you call them to a protest or demonstration, they come uh, right away. Are you proud of the community now as a as a whole? Well, whenever you call people for pay a protest, we call yeah. them, we call them yeah. for one reason because we see that. Uh, that there is injustice for some of the community members, and this is why we call them, and and they do show up, and uh, and they understand that the organization it serves them. And uh, when, like I you said, when we called them the first time during the, the Trump, I mean the Trump era, they, right. you know, five six thousand people that came in in a cold day, right. and uh, most of the time that if we see injustice, uh, you know, to, to the community, we call to protest. And we also, um, you know, when, when some of the merchants, you know, the, especially these days, they get into um, 
robberies and uh, they get uh, uh, some of them got killed you know right. armed robberies, they, they got killed so we uh, we call on the community and we also get involved that these criminals must must be apprehended right. and prosecuted in the the, the 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 court of law yeah. and the only way that we could do it and 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 and, and basically bring bring uh, you know the attention of the uh, uh, of the law enforcement authority to to, to get involved is by, by doing these kind of stuff to let them understand that we are here, we we belong we belong here and we need you to serve us and we are taxpayers, you know it's not just whatever happens to us we stay quiet we cannot do that and I encourage the Yemeni community to do that during that when they see in, uh, injustice to, toward their uh, cases and especially where they are in different, uh, they are, you know, they have their stores in different neighborhoods of New York City. I think about 4,000 or 5,000 stores and, and, and they and and they serve every community. And there's one more thing that I need to say. During the, co the COVID, they were in the first line of people helping their, you know, New York yeah. City, you know, by keeping their stores open, by people they could get their food and, uh, yeah. and, and and the front line. We're always part of, uh, you know, part of right. New York City. I, I want to ask you more. Um, are, are you organizing uh, uh, um, voter registration? I think that's a good idea. If you register people to vote and show them the power of voting. We do that. We do that. Right. We, we do that. I think, uh, you know, we we started, I think, about four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, not not based on the organization, but we started that you know on a personal level, and we started going to people and helping them uh, how to register their 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 vote, uh, how to register the vote, and one thing that we need to understand you know Yemeni Americans, you know a lot of them you know they have citizenship papers because yeah. they came in you know legally through the the uh, the, 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 the uh, airports. Uh, uh, of the different part of the United States because they are, you know, they are brought in by their family members. So we have so many of them that are, are American citizens, and we encourage them uh, to uh, to register and and also to vote. And the way we encourage them is not just the the individual himself. Yeah. So most of the time we tell them, you are part of this system. You are, you know, yeah. a good citizen in this country. What we need you to do is. Register yourself. Yeah. Register your wife. Anyone yeah. in your family member that is old enough to be registered, and right. make sure that the day when there is an election, you'll be the first. You know, take a line with your family and go vote, because that's the only way that you're going to be recognized. Right. You know that you are a citizen that practices voting all the time. Right. right. Politician will look at you, but if you stay home. No politician is going to look at no, no. Well, because if, if you could get together five or 10,000 Yemeni to vote as one group, that's a very powerful uh, in local elections, like in community boards, like uh, uh, city council. like That's a very important number. It could be the deciding vote uh, 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 for some politicians, I guess, right? Yes. I mean, it, this is what we're always trying to educate the, the community, where we basically tell them, you know, if you need politician to hear you, yeah, go vote because yeah. you know you get sometimes some of these questions. They say we're not too many in New York City. You know, we're 
we scattered in the city. So uh, the answer is, I, I tell them, it's not the, you, you're not too many, you know, not too many people, you're not too many, you are a lot because you could be the swing vote that will allow yeah. the politician to get you. Yeah, so yeah. look at this, uh, you don't have to be, you know, uh, you don't have to be so many to be recognized. You yeah. could be the person that the politician wants you to help him out, you know, get in first place. Okay, uh, Mr. Baris, I need to, to bring some attention, uh, something to your attention. We have an issue with our youth, our young young men and our young uh, kids. How do we uh, build a social fabric to bring these kids in and help them uh, find a way? Because they have an identity crisis right now because they, there's no social programs to bring them in and make them uh, feel proud of their culture, that they belong. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you go to a certain area, our children... Uh, uh, look different than where they're supposed to be because they 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 they're looking for something uh, uh, else to hold on to because they don't have nothing in our community. How do we start that? Well, I mean, like I said, we're you know we're uh, you know uh, immigrants that came from different part of the world. I mean, yeah. from different culture, and we have our own culture, we have our own identity. But you know, we have to realize that you know that. We were, you know, we, we came here, you know, as immigrants, but now we have kids and grandkids in this country, and they are actually uh, Americans uh, from Yemeni descent. Right. And, and we always should let them understand that America respects your culture. It doesn't right. matter where you are. You come from right. a different part of the world. America respect your culture. We don't want you to fear your culture, but also you could. Uh, America gave you an opportunity to build yourself in this country, and I think yes, I do agree with you. We have some kind of problem with some of our youngsters. Yeah, which a lot of our community they hide it because they don't want other people to understand what the, what kind of problem they have. This yeah, is some, this is something in our culture, but. If we basically work together as a community, especially in New York, right. I think the Yemeni American Association, our ambition is to bring the Yemeni community together right. and also to have some program for the young Yemeni right. Americans and that will work with our culture and religion and faith. Uh, in different parts of the city. I mean, uh, this is one of our, our aim of, of, of trying to do. But we need, we actually need more Yemeni Americans to get involved, right. you know, to help, not right. just to, uh, watch. To, uh, to watch people and criticize people and uh, not to get involved with their committee. Because obviously, one day it's going to come to them. Right, right, Not right. that, you know, it might, it might come to them that they have a problem with their family members. Yeah. And this is our ambition. I think um, uh, Dr. Dabil Muntasar, you know, she, yeah. she loves her community. Yes. Uh, and uh, we're talking about this all the time. It's not something right. that we are hiding and we don't want to do anything about it. We are part of the community and we want our community to thrive here and be raised in a way that will help society, not be raised that that's going to affect society. And um, we're working on it. I promise you we're going to get something done. Right. Uh, obviously, we are, we are looking for a big space in the Bronx. I think we're going right. to sign the lease soon. 
And we're going to have a department that will help the young Yemeni American boys and girls. It's not just right. uh, yeah. boys. Yeah, we'll help you know, you know, all our our children uh, in, in the Bronx, and uh, hopefully that we we could generate some kind of funding that will will do it in, in other parts of the uh, the city. But I think we have a bigger concentration of Yemeni Americans in in the Bronx right now. Right. So I mean, we, you could do outreach program like sports. You could make a, a full uh, soccer leagues, like you know, you'll have a league from Brooklyn, a league from Queen, a league from the Bronx, where they play soccer with each other, in, or in the summer, uh, or you, you have these social gatherings, you know, so they they are able to see each other, and especially uh, I'm talking about uh, if you have social program for the whole family, like women and their daughters could meet, you know. Well, because, like I said to you, this is our aim. You know, yeah. th this is our aim in the organization. Right. That we are going to go in, yeah. and, and try to, uh, you know, have the space. It also have the people that have a, a lot of knowledge about doing these kind of stuff. It's not just the space or the money that we're going to, but we need also from our Yemeni community to get involved that have experienced these kind of issues. One right. hand cannot do everything, you know. And this is one thing that we do lack. I have to admit to you that our community don't in, uh, get involved in trying to help, you know, the community in, in any way that they understand. They, they talk about it. They do talk about it a lot. But uh, the biggest issue is that they don't, uh, you know, they, they don't get involved. And right, this right. is one thing we lack. And I hope yeah. from, you know, saying this in your program, which I always admire you all the time, yeah. Uh, that a lot of them will, will start calling us and, and I'm right. going to call on them right now. I mean, right. if any Yemeni American uh, men or women or young children that want to serve the community, please call uh, Yama yeah. and, and call them and, and, and say that you are willing to volunteer and help in any kind of programs that we do have. And this is how we will make us stronger and also make us a better community. Great. Now, I, I want to move on to the national uh, politics. Where do you stand on the political spectrum in this country? I mean, are you, uh, what, what's your politics? Well, I'm, you know, I'm always, you know, even though I'm a, a big businessman, you know, and, uh, yeah. uh, and the city, but in politics, you know, I, I kind to, to lean toward the Democratic Party. Right. And I think that, you know, that, one of the things that I leaned at because they understand, you know, diversity, you know, right, right. you know, and maybe people say that the Republican Party, you know, uh, do the same thing. But I have a feeling that, you know, the Republican Party will uh, serve the minorities better than the uh, Republican. Uh, you mean the Democratic will serve yeah, the minorities? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Republican Party has uh, doesn't want, has not opened its doors to anybody. They close the doors and they don't want to be involved in it. So um, I know this is a sensitive question I want to ask you, but I need to have to ask you, do you think we're divided as a country? Uh, America is divided uh, amongst itself right now? Like, you know, I always believe in America is the best country, second to none. I always believe in that. You know, first time, you know, that I came, I landed in the U.S. Yeah. And I always, you know, understand that because I lived in a third world country 
right. uh, basically government work and how do they, you know, serve their people. Right. No other governments in different part of the world, which I lived, I lived in Yemen and I understand yeah. the Middle Eastern part, you know, yeah. how they, 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 they uh, you know, they basically serve their, uh, their people and government. Right. America is the best so far, but yes, we are divided. And right. especially, you know, one, 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 um, one, uh, during the time, the era of Trump, where he basically brought a lot of these uh, groups that basically are racist group, considered the way I look at them. Right. And they want to destroy the democracy of the United States, right. which they don't understand how good it is for Americans to have this kind of democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they basically want to change it and, and, and to to make it into a third world country where basically yeah, yeah. people, only people who have the guns could uh, could serve. You know, I, 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 I had a guest yesterday. Uh, he was, uh, you know, white who wants a white country and all that stuff. And I told him, you don't know what you have right now. Once... I thought it was like a vase, you know, the vase you put on it. Once it breaks, it's hard to put it back together. They don't understand that. But, yes. uh, yeah, we appreciate this country more because we already saw how bad it gets when the government fails and become a failure. So we're when we see this, we're like, you guys don't know what you have. you got to protect what you have, I mean, uh, uh, in this country. Right or wrong? America is second to none. There right. is no better de democracy than America. Right. And, and, and basically, like I said, Sometimes if you have everything that you needed, you yeah. don't recognize what people who don't have it. Right. And this right. is what these guys basically understand. Right, 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 right. Okay, um, uh, what do you think of Eric Adams? I mean, you think he, he sounds like he's going to be tough on crime in the city. Well, like I said, Eric Adams, you know, we have to give him a chance. Right. For that, you know, what? that's one of the reasons we voted for him is, uh, you know, yeah. we needed better safety, better security. Especially right, yeah. for our Yemeni Americans, right? And uh, he promises that he's going to bring the city, you know, uh, into uh, you know, uh, bring more policing. You know, make sure that everybody will, uh, you know, will 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 feel safe in, in their businesses. And uh, as you could see, that you know, when the um, before he became mayor, you know, yeah. he visited the 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 store that. The Yemeni American got killed in Manhattan, and also went to the store that the Yemeni American that killed in Brooklyn. Right, so right. that shows that he's understand what the uh, merchants, Yemeni American merchant, and we don't want just the you know Yemeni American. We want the whole city to be safe. We want everybody to have security, and this is what we call for. Great. Um, what's the future holds for you? Do you think about political office to run for city council or anything like that? No, 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 no. I, I think what I, I think, you know, I always say that the young Yemeni American should yeah. get involved. We need, again, yeah. it's not people we just want to serve in the community. We need also Yemeni American to, to get involved in politics and in, in city councils and Congress and, uh, uh, and, uh, and basically to feel they are part of the system here. Uh, right. This is our, I think, our encouragement, and I, we already, we already established. I don't know if you heard about this. Oh. It's called Yama Action. Right. Uh, yeah, I heard about, it, but I don't know much about it. Could you explain? Yeah, Yama Action Action is basically a political uh, 
organization, you know, that have the right to endorse and, uh, yeah. and, and, and be involved in politics. Right. And um, we have, I think it was created last year. And yeah. They were involved, you know, uh, Mayor, Mayor uh, Adams, when, when uh, you know, he spoke with them and, uh, you know, they spoke with different politicians. Right, right. They asked them their views and uh, they did endorse a lot, of, you know, some of the uh, city council people, the Congress and also, uh, uh, you know, some of the mayoral uh, candidates and, uh, and and they did that. But also another thing, we need people to get involved. I think my yeah. son, Yusuf, yeah. is the president of Yama Action. Right. And we have, I think, four other people that are involved in it. But still, it needs a lot of work. and needs some of our youngsters to get involved in this organization and and, and to encourage them, not just you know to, to be politicians themselves, but also to work with this organization to encourage the Yemeni Americans to get involved and vote. You know, I think the best way we could do is that um, we could have groups like a, a voters on a certain area and we have somebody who's like a captain or somebody of that, of that group on the day uh, of voting. Listen, guys, you got to go to this precinct. Everybody's got to go. And if you bring out that vote, trust me, you will have a lot of power in this city. Like you said. Well, I mean, this is our aim. You know, I'm yeah, sure yeah. that you know, I think you're doing a great job by bringing yeah. these up and, and educating yeah. our Yemeni community what is their rights and what they have to do. Yeah. And uh, But again, we still need people to get involved. I don't want people just to say it in their mouth and go and, and don't yeah, yeah. get involved. We need people to come on forward. Yeah, We have the resources. We have everything ready for them. Let them just start to come and start working. Uh, I'm very proud of that. I, I'm really, really proud of you, Mr. Mbaris. When you say we have the resources, but we just want you to show up. That's what we want you. That, is that what you're trying to say? Come here. We, we want to help you uh, become uh, a part of this community or part of this city. Is that As the a matter of fact, you know, I don't want to say this, but uh, Yama, Yama, you know, the nonprofit organization right now, have yeah. 13 positions. They're looking for 13 people right. to work in right, right. this organization. Yeah. And to serve the community, you know, yeah. this is one thing. This is one thing we need. And also, right. I call on them if they could get in a, to yama.com and yeah. fill out the application, and and uh, let us know, you know, if you are interested. They also yeah. get paid good salaries. I want them yeah. to. Know yeah. That. yeah, we don't so. want them just to come and uh, volunteer. You know, volunteers we do need, but we also need people to get involved, and they get salaries in the organization. So what you're saying, you have 13 jobs that are open. If, if any Yemeni students in college right now who is watching us, me and Mr. Mbaris, go and get your resume and work, and you're going to get paid the regular uh, pay. Is that what you want? Yes, you wanna... we have different different positions. And right. We have different position. Hopefully that, you know, the, the person will qualify to serve and we're going to hire them. Yes. I, I, I'm glad you say that. So, uh, um you said that you're going to have some programs for, for young people to come in uh, and more. What do you think the future of the community is going to keep on growing uh, in numbers and in clout? I mean, political clout uh, as you work more and more together. Is, is there people helping you a lot or you just a little bit? That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I got to be straightforward with you. I, yeah. mean, I mean, 
this is one thing that we lack in our community. Like we said, we need more volunteers. We need more people to get involved. Right, right, right. This is what we need. Once, uh, once uh, you know, these people will come forward, I think we're going to be stronger. We're going to be better. And this is our, our goal. And it's not only, you know, us as the Yemeni Americans Association. Uh, there's, you know, they could create different organizations that basically will help in a certain way. Let's say you said, let's create an educational organization for our young children. Yeah, right, right, you know, right. I mean, there's different kind of organization that could serve the community. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing it. But the only thing is sometimes you, uh, you know, uh, you know, in our community, which is already known for a long time, they like to copy and, and yeah. copy and sometimes in yeah. the same way that the first one is doing, it doesn't really help, you know, so that's right, right. great problems. And uh, this is what we don't want. We want people to create organization, but in, 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 uh, in a form of that, that our community doesn't have it yet, let's do another organization that will serve our community in one way or another. United, in other words, you want to unite the community as one and work as one body to help. Yes, the whole community. yes, yes. Right, I, I I understand that. I'm gonna ask you one more question. Um, do you do? Is there any funding from the city or from the state that helps you guys out, or, or you could have access to to improve? Because I know they have a lot of uh, children programs. Uh, when I was growing up, like the PAL, the Police Association League, and things of that nature. Does the yes, city provide I mean, it? Like I said. I mean, in the first two years, I said yeah. it. I think in the first of the program, the first two and a half years or three years, we did, we basically funded the organization from our own personal money. So yeah, uh, but and we also had some some kind of donation. We did fundraisers, yeah. and people, you know, came in and donated to the organization from our community, from other in the community. But yes, right now we do have funding for certain programs. Yes, oh, most okay. of the, most of the funding that we get. We yeah. get it for programs that we uh, implement, you right. know, for the community, you know? Right, right, right. Because uh, the problem is is this, we have to find these programs and take advantage of them and bring them to the people and let the people uh, 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 take advantage of it, I guess. I mean, when, you, when you're when teaching people how to become American citizens or help them file their citizen paper or... or, or, or you, are, you are doing great work, Mr. Mbaris, you and, and everybody else there. And especially our sister, uh, Dr. Uh, Debbie Al-Muntasar. I know I, she doesn't know me, but I, I'm a very fan of her. I follow her. I read her books. You know, I want to say through you, I want to say we are proud of her as a sister uh, and as a mother and as a daughter in our community. And we appreciate what she does for the community. Uh, I mean, I want, to, uh, I want to do that. So uh, before we end, do you have something you want to tell us before you go? I mean, uh, is there anything you, you want to give a message to the community as a whole? Oh, to the country, because right now you are on 30 different platforms, English, all over the, the United States. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me for this great program. And I don't yeah. know that you have 30 platforms. I thought you yeah. only had one. No, no, you're uh, all over right now. The thing, the thing that we need, you know, first for our community, we want yeah. them to get involved and, 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 and serve the community and help us you know, bring the community to uplift the community in different ways that we can, educational for youngsters, for women, for, you know, for different kind of programs that we we, we are focusing on, we're trying to do. Uh, this is what I need from the community. Also, for me as a Yemeni American, you know, I'm proud of, uh, 
you know, a lot of things that uh, America did for me, you know, as a small child that that came in without nothing uh, to America. And now I feel very comfortable and I have businesses and I'm very successful. And this is one reason that America will make you successful if you serve it in the right way. If you pay your taxes, you'll be a good citizen. And this is what it, what America is going to do for you. And um, basically, that's what I want to say. And I also want our community to recognize Dr. Dabiel Muntasar, a lady that serves the Yemeni community from her heart without nothing, except that she feels she got something. She want to bring it into the community and also to the country. That's that's what she want to do. Also, we have Zaid Naji. You know, Zaid Naji. He's got, uh, you know, this uh, Facebook page that yeah. basically caters to about half a million people. Right. Uh, right. He's, he likes to serve the community, right. and he does it with passion. We need yeah, people like these people. We need people to serve the community with passion. I, I, I saw, we need. We I saw that. Need, we don't need people that create division in the community. This is what yeah. we need. So uh, hopefully so th- that a lot of our community will come forward to Yama and yeah. and, and help us run Yama to, to better our, our community. Yes, I saw Zaid Nagy traveled all over the United States. He was registering people to vote, I think, about uh, during the uh, before the election uh, of the presidential. We want to say thank you to him and to every person that volunteered or who gave money or his time. We appreciate you. and. I want to say that as a Yemeni Americans, we love this country and we appreciate what it has done for us and, and given us a better lives. And I, I'm sure you agree with me too. So I yes. want to thank you. I, I want to thank you, Mr. Mbaris, and, and I appreciate you for answering me right away when I asked you for interview because I wanted to I wanted to introduce you not only to the Yemeni community, I want to introduce you to the American community that watches this program and show that. There is a small group that is appreciative and successful in America, and they are proud to be American as much as any American uh, in the United States. We agree on that, right? hundred percent. Okay. Okay. And so uh, I want to say goodbye. So uh, is there anything else that you want to say or anything? Thank you, Abu Hammam. You know, I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate you, and I love you, and I tell everybody thank you to all the groups that's helping. Thank you, and have a good night. Take care. Ma'asalaamu.